Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we're talking about what motivates you and us to buy a new game. Okay, before we get into the meat of the podcast, I want to say... I want to apologize for my sick voice because I'm not feeling 100%. Well, I'm feeling fine, actually. I just had some, like, allergy stuff. Pollen's really bad right now, so I'm a little like, stop, stepped up. Mm-hmm. Stuffed up? Is that what? Stuffed stopped up. up? You're, you're stopped up. You're, you're, you got that crud. I got the crud. You got the crud. That's what my grandma would say. Uh, no, it's okay, man. I've, I've done multiple podcasts with the crud, but I don't have it right now. And if it makes you feel better, man, you look great. And I feel great. And I smell great. Thanks to our sponsor. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he doesn't smell great. There's definitely no smell-related sponsor. I was going to go into the, the soap people. Yeah, you know, who are the soap people? Uh, I don't know. The, Dr. You know, the, the Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. Yeah, I was going to go into that. Yeah. No, they definitely don't want us. They don't want talk, us talking about them on our podcast. Man, I'd love to talk about Dr. Squatch. But what people do want us to talk about <laughs> is video games. Yeah. Specifically today, we're talking about what makes you want to buy a video game like what is it what is the thing that makes you actually spend money on video games yeah what motivates you to reach into your your everly increasingly shallow pockets and pull out a wad of cash plop it down on the counter for that unmotivated GameStop employee and buy that game right so we put out a poll and I'll admit I had a really hard time with this poll but I eventually narrowed it down to four choices that I thought at least covered the majority of what I thought people might pick. Mm-hmm. And the question was, what motivates you to buy a new game? And um, hit them with the results, Daniel. Well, at 55%, people said, uh, duh, good reviews. And then at 16%, people said brand loyalty. Now, at 25%, we had innovation. And at a measly 4%, we had FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Now. After, you know, doing this poll, I wish I had worded, instead of brand loyalty, I wish I had changed that to be loyalty slash trust, mm-hmm. because I feel like brand loyalty has some connotations that I, that I don't think are positive. Yeah, that means, like, you only buy Nintendo. <laughs> like, you shill yeah. for a Nintendo. Yeah. But, like, if you, like, are loyal to them or you trust them, mm-hmm. you might be more likely to buy them. So I wish I had worded that different, but, you know, in the, and it may have skewed a little bit. I think it could even be more specific than brand loyalty and make it, like... Like series loyalty. Yeah, like like you loyalty. always buy the Zelda game, you know, or right. you or, always buy the Final Fantasy game, you know. Some people, you, you know, I will, and was reading the comments a minute, some people were even saying genre. Like, you know, they're just really loyal to a particular genre. Like, say, mm-hmm. you, like, people love Metroidvanias. There are people who have played, like, almost every Metroidvania because right. they love that genre of game. True. So, it's a thing. Um, but let's go ahead and kind of jump into the comments and see what people have to say about this. And if you're new to the Gaming Gig podcast, that's what we do here. We uh, ask questions on the Gaming Gig channel and we read the comments on the podcast and react to them and kind of give our two cents. So that's right. That's what we're going to be doing. All right. Well, first up, we got a comment from Love and Life, 8854. Love and Life said, I actually have no idea why I do video games. I've never been asked. I thank you for this random and rare question. I think that there is a bit of a typo here. I think they're saying, or maybe maybe I'm just not understanding, but I think it's, I have no idea why I buy video games or, think, or why I do buy video games. I think yes. there's a word missing out or maybe it was a bit. Well, I just thought it would be funny to read it as why I do video games because <laughs> that's what it says. Right. But yes, I think they left out a word. They mean buy. But yeah. I agree. I had a similar reaction when I saw, when, I, when, when Randy uh, posted this poll, I thought the same thing. I was like, you know, honestly, I've never really thought about this. And I talked to you last night in the car coming back from a gig, like, 
I didn't really feel like I fit perfectly into any of these categories. I felt like I kind of had bits and pieces of all of them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And that's probably the case. Yeah. I but, identify with you love in life. But it is interesting to do a little introspection and think about what it is that makes you finally like pull the trigger on buying a new game, you know? Mm -hmm. So next from Graham Kelly, we have uh, a comment that says, mainly if it's a series I love, I go by that. If it's a company that always makes great games, I'm more likely trust and buy. I personally don't really go on reviews, especially YouTube, as lots are clearly paid or not wanting to lose out on early access, etc. Mm. Well, as a person that makes game reviews on YouTube, that makes me feel not very important, but I understand what you're saying because I also don't always trust YouTube reviews. No, you no, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you that... Uh, I like to think that I'm different though, that I'm the exception. I'm the one YouTube reviewer that you can trust. Yes. Um, <laughs> there are, No, there are some people that I really do genuinely trust. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, you shouldn't really watch anybody else. Yeah, only me. Mm -hmm. Only me and Jake Baldino. Definitely Jake. <laughs> and Donkey. Yeah. And Scott. Scott doesn't do game reviews much, though. No, Scott, neither does Donkey. He does. Donkey's Donkey's the man. Donkey is my... Guys, he, if yeah. you are on gaming YouTube and you you don't know about video game Donkey, I mean, you probably do. But if you don't, you need to know about video game Donkey. Yeah. His videos are like... They're normally not that long. They're very easily digestible, and they are always hilarious. I'm sure Donkey would appreciate us using our platform to promote him. He doesn't have many subscribers, so, you know. Yeah, he's pretty small, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel you, Graham Kelly. I also go by, like, series, I think, a lot. Like, like I won't miss a Smash game, you know, things like that. There, But on the same side, I, there are YouTube reviewers who I do trust and who I do care about their opinion on. Because I know that, like, my history with those reviewers is that, like, games that they typically like, I also like. So I can kind of, like, align myself with them. At least I know that, like, they tend to like the same sort of games I do. Um, yeah. No, I think I hope you understood the sarcasm when we said you shouldn't watch anybody but us. Yeah. Uh, Jake Baldino and Video Game Donkey. Yeah. Um, no, there's I watch video game YouTube all the freaking time. Yeah. Um, next, we got Miguel GameCube Gamer. Okay. Just, I, sh I shortened or I actually expanded upon the GC to make it GameCube. You sure did. Um, so when I was younger, I sort of. Sort of brand loyalty mainly because of Nintendo, 95% Mario games. Mm -hmm. And the games that appealed, I can't read this today, appealed to me more than Sony or Microsoft. But I'm older. When I got my Switch last year, I tried other franchises. Metroid Dread, Bayonetta 3, Monster Hunter Rise, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Resident Evil 4, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh my gosh. Basically, if it interests me and people say it's good, I'll give it a go. Yay. Well, you hit a lot of great games on That's Switch. a good list. Yeah. Um, Mm. So you branched out more on Switch, which is cool. That is cool. And Switch has a lot to branch out to. I mm -hmm. mean, they really did did a good job. A lot of these are Nintendo games, but a lot of them are not. We got games, you know, like uh, Resident Evil 4 and uh, Monster Hunter Rise. That's mm -hmm. a Capcom. Both of those are Capcom games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like getting outside of the Nintendo sphere, you know. There's a lot of good stuff outside the Nintendo sphere, and that comes from somebody who's li who lived in it for quite a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still find myself often um, buying, like, when I actually buy games, I often am more more apt to buy Nintendo games mm -hmm. because that's I've been collecting them since I was a kid. Right. It's always um, been our it's always been our home. Not that I don't buy games from other companies because I do, but, uh, you know, I rent a lot of games. And so a lot of times if it's a, 
not a Nintendo game. I'll just rent, rent it and then return it, you mm-hmm. know? Yep, absolutely. All right, we got a comment from Celeria Rose, longtime commenter. We thank you for coming back. It's not really any of them directly. Things like innovation and reviews are nice, but it more comes down to the intangible aspect of simply, does it look interesting? Take the upcoming Dead Island game, for example. There's a tiny bit of brand loyalty since I like the previous games in the franchise, but they weren't amazing enough to warrant an immediate day one purchase of the new one. The game does also doesn't look overly innovative, more just looks to be a really good implementation of existing concepts. And obviously, I'll be waiting for reviews just to make sure it's not a buggy mess. Wise words. But mostly the reason I'm interested is just because it looks fun. It looks like something I'd enjoy, and that's all it really takes. A game doesn't need to be the next big thing, have perfect reviews, or be the sequel to some uh, big-name IP, and I couldn't care less about missing out on what other people may like. It just needs to be fun to me. Yeah, I mean, I think you're on to something. You, at the very beginning of your comment, saying it's kind of an intangible thing, and I think mm-hmm. that that is there is an aspect of that that it's true. It kind of is intangible in a way. It's, mm-hmm. it's a conglomeration of a lot of things. You it know? is. It's like, does it look interesting to you? Yeah, does yeah. it look interesting to you? Like, does it does it look like it would fit for you right now? Like, my interests change right. like, oh yeah, with the with the seasons. You know, it's like with the changing tides. Your interest mm-hmm. in video games shifts dramatically yeah. and hard. Yeah, you you take hard lefts and yeah. then you know, and sometimes you know a couple hard lefts will bring you back to where you were at one point. You know, but. Yeah. <laughs> You, you like to take them hard left. Yeah, but it's fun. I, I really like to go whole hog on stuff. I mean, right now it's fighting games. Like, yeah, it's your thing that's right all now. I'm doing right now. It's playing fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, and, I, you know, trying to branch out to things you haven't done yet. And the only hard left I really haven't taken is like modern day shooters. No, you haven't done many of those, like those first person shooters. No, not really I, I haven't really been like, I'm going to pick up the new Call of Duty, Randy. You might one day, man. Maybe I, I would not put it past you one day to like randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't expect it. But if it yeah. happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If you were like, man, I'm for- going back. I'm going, I'm playing all these FPSs. Man, have have we, have we talked about Modern Warfare 2 yet? I just love that game. <laughs> but I mean, Modern Warfare 1 was great too. But like, I mean, it, it's it, I wouldn't be surprised if you did that. Yeah. I That's how little I know about call of duty is i just know like modern warfare is a thing honestly the last call of duty i played much of was like uh the original modern warfare like 360 days oh okay i've so, not played any i've literally never played a call of duty once in my life really never picked one up and played it oh the closest well, I've got a leg up on you the closest i've ever even gotten is i um there was a james bond game mm-hmm. and i'm a big james bond fan it was made by the call of duty developers i don't even know who it is they they made it was like the one that was on Xbox 360. So it played mm. apparently it played a lot like a Call of Duty game. Okay, I think I have that right. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I think I'm right about that. Yeah, but another thing before we move on, I want to hit on is, uh, you know, you mentioned you don't want to you want to make sure a game isn't a buggy mess. Oh yeah, and I think that's just so wise <laughs> in this day and age. Like, I mean, Bethesda. If Bethesda taught me anything, it's it's make sure your game's not a buggy mess. You know, I mean. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things that that sucks about being an early adopter. If you want to be an early adopter, and often I feel pressured to because I want to review the games and I want to get on them as soon as possible so that I can get a review out in a timely manner. And like, that's just like, it sucks because sometimes that means you're going to be playing something that's buggier than it Mm -hmm. would be otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on to the next comment, I want to, we never, we literally, I don't know that we've ever done this, maybe once or twice. Yeah, maybe once or twice. But I want to... Uh, tell you guys, if you feel so inclined, if you mm-hmm. enjoy the podcast, if the spirit moves you, 
hitting the like button on the YouTube video, it actually really does like legit help us because it helps an algorithm and it helps us push this to a better, like a more broader, broader audience. I almost said better, like, no, <laughs> that's wrong. Our, our core audience is the best audience. That's right. I meant broader, mm-hmm. a broader audience. And, you know, get more people to find out about our podcast because we would love to kind of, you know, just expand. And if you feel inclined, just do that. Yeah. And if you want to share the podcast, yeah. share it. I mean, if you like it, like it. If you love it, share it. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, if you're obviously. freaking crazy about us, ring the damn bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I would never ring the bell. I would literally never. I have never, never rung a bell. I would, I've never rung the mm-hmm. bell on any YouTube creator ever. And, but if people ring the bell on us, like I don't even know, yeah. that, that would be like the most, I would feel so flattered that yeah. it's like beyond, I wouldn't even consider doing that. Even with people I love, I will not ring you the bell. You haven't rung Jake's bell? I don't, I have zero notifications turned on my phone besides text messages and calls. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I haven't. I don't, I don't know if I could say I've never rung a bell, but I can't think of what it would be. I guess I could pull up YouTube and see if I got any notifications and that would tell me. I just hate notifications on my phone. Hate them, hate them, hate them. I'm well, so, I don't have, I don't have push notifications from YouTube, uh, but, but I could get on YouTube and see what notifications I have. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that's something I guess you can't turn off or can't. I don't think so. No, don't it's, know. it's in the app. I mean, yeah. there's a little thing in the corner. Anyway, and, I don't know, we're this, showing our this, age here. Yeah. This is, there's a little thing in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, if you click anyway, we got a comment from <laughs> Manas Pan Pandy. Uh, you're gonna have to tell us how to pronounce Man- it. That's a that's a new one to me. Yeah, Manas Pandy. Maybe it's Man as Pan Day. Maybe Man it's four Pan words. Day. Maybe it's four words. Anyway, <laughs> Man as Pan Day says, <laughs> "For me, it's personal interest and appealing and fun gameplay. That's it." Yeah, personal interest. You know, if it mm-hmm. if it if it looks interesting to you, I guess the question is, is like do some introspection and figure out what it is. What is the thing that interests you? You right. know, like try to narrow it down. Can you? Because it's I guess it's multifaceted. But Definitely. maybe there's one thing that stands out above the rest. Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, we got uh, Miss Fo here. Oh, uh, Heather Cook saying no mm-hmm. HC. Saying, I've just played enough games in my life to know what's important in a game to me, and I seek out games for those features. Reviews slash popularity don't really coincide with how I personally feel about games, so I mostly ignore them. Take the Saints Row reboot, for example. It reviewed poorly and generally wasn't well-received, but it was incredibly up my alley, and I enjoyed every minute of my two playthroughs. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, like, we were actually talking about this concept last night. We were talking about how every game... It doesn't matter if you like the game or love the game or hate the game or think it's, a, a, you know, you could think the game's crap. You know, I'm not saying that Saints Row Reboot is crap. Right. But what I'm saying is it, you could think that about a game. Mm-hmm. Still, somebody out there, that's going to be their favorite game. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I pretty much, you can pretty much take any game and someone out there, that game's their favorite game. Yeah. I mean, I, I uh, you remember when we were kids, you remember those old WWE uh, SmackDown versus Raw games, right? Mm-hmm. Those games were awesome. Unlike the PS2, I loved them. Played them every year, right? Now, lately, and I, I'm st- I still consider myself a wrestling fan. I'm I'm not up on the current wrestling, but I love old school wrestling. So I'm still like occasionally I'm tempted to pick up like a WWE game. Mm-hmm. But 
it seems like in the past few years, they just haven't reviewed well. People well, say the last one great. was apparently very good. Really? Yeah. Okay. The most recent one was they took a year off because they were mm-hmm. like. Yeah, because the one before that got like. Yeah, it was. Majorly it was like, it was super buggy and really, yeah. really bad. They took a year off and apparently they came back last year and apparently it's a good game. Okay. Well, maybe. I'll and my brother up. who has played those games year after year for like the past, you know, maybe like decade maybe more than a decade. He's been playing those yearly releases. Mm-hmm. He said that last year was really good. Okay. Well, my point was, I have a kid on the esports team. He just happened to mention to me the other day um, that he buys a WWE game every year, and he, and it's like always his favorite game of the year. And I was like, even the last one, like the people said was so horrible. And he was like, man, I love that game. So, so I guess there's something for everybody. Oh, there's something. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, she's saying about Saints Row here. Like I played Saints Row and um, – I, I didn't love it, but I, I could see how, like, it would be up someone's alley. You know, like, someone would really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And um, what kind of annoys me about Saints Row is that I, – I, not about Saints Row, but how people have kind of treated it is that it's become, like, the game that people crap on. Mm-hmm. It's, like, become the – almost one of the, like, default games that people do that. And, like, they act like it's the worst thing that's ever come out. And it's, like, it just isn't. Right. It's, you know, sure, it may have some flaws and a lot of people may not like it, but it isn't the worst thing that's ever come out. Right. Now, if we're talking about for spoken, there we go. I can, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Even that game has some redeeming qualities, but uh, I, I do like to crap on for spoken. Yeah. I think it kind of earned some of that. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we got a comment from Deep Stab One. I don't know, man. There are many reasons. I think nostalgia is one of the main ones right now. I definitely occasionally uh, get intoxicated by the sweet, sweet nectar of nostalgia. Especially with all the remakes and remasters coming out now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big, a big draw for a lot of people because that's what is being presented. Yeah. Nostalgia is obviously a big factor in what sells. And like I'm thinking like right now, the games I'm currently playing, I'm playing Resident Evil 4, Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm playing uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm-hmm. Those are both. I just finished playing Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, another remake remaster. Um, you know, I'm like half of the games I'm playing right now are remakes and remasters. So, like, obviously, nostalgia is huge. Yeah, and we talked, you know, not too long ago about how big or small percentage of the games coming out now are remakes and remasters, and it's definitely continued to be a thing. So, oh yeah, it's a big, it's a big percent. I don't remember what it wasn't as big as we thought it no, might it wasn't. be. Well, there were still a lot of new games, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still it's a big it's a big percent it's yeah. not the majority it doesn't it's not like it seems where it seems like oh every game coming out is a remake or remaster mm-hmm. and you know you mentioned Metroid Prime Remaster I just wanted to mention this to the people uh, slight sidebar my mom recently found an old Christmas list of mine from when I was a child and she thought it was adorable so she took a picture of it and sent it to me uh, which sent me into a deep spiral of introspection about how your life flashes before your eyes but that's not the point the point is but I think it was from 2002 because it had Metroid Prime on it. <laughs> and I thought that was super cool. It was from at least ar- around that time. Yeah. Two to three. I mean. Yeah. You're saying 2002 to 2003, somewhere in mm-hmm. that, in those two years. Yeah. yeah. Probably in those years because it was, I was probably just old, asking for the new game. Oh, little Daniel. What, yeah. You would have been, what, 11 or 12? Yeah, I would have been 11 or 12. You want to play Metroid Prime? Yeah. Making your Christmas list. Mm-hmm. It had like Metroid Prime and then like Star Wars movies. Like it, I was... I really found myself early. Yeah, you've you've not changed in your interests. You probably weren't as into fighting games back then as you are over these past few weeks. No, but I was playing Smash. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I was still making all my friends mad at Smash. Yeah. 
Next, we have uh, Caleb, old punchy punch, who said, I tend to play a lot of games in a series, but I attribute that to the series being good, not just a brand following. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I like the series, though, doesn't mean I'll follow the brand forever. Pokemon's recent mainline releases have been have been mediocre at best. And I decided to skip Scarlet and Violet, despite being a major Pokemon fan. I looked into the game a lot, and even though it would be fun to play Pokemon with friends, I didn't want to waste my money. I really wish Game Freak had more time to work on the games. Yeah. Yeah. This is, also this is opening that. a whole can of worms. Yeah. You skipped it too. You mm-hmm. skipped, and you also skipped the one before that, Sword and Shield, until like two years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. You played it way play. late. And I liked it. Um, yeah, you really I, liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, but no, I skipped Scarlet and Violet. It just looked like it wasn't worth my money, you know, kind of yeah. like what you're saying. It just We've talked about it. I played the game, mm-hmm. and I really liked the gameplay of Scarlet and Violet. As an old school Pokemon fan, you know, I've been a fan since the 90s, since like Gen 1, you know. I've been, right. I haven't played all the games in between. I've skipped a lot of them. But mm-hmm. as a person who's been a fan for that long, it was really cool to play a game that felt like a true evolution of the Pokemon kind of formula. Mm-hmm. But, man, it was just one of the worst presented games I've ever seen. And people try to blame it on the Switch, but there are games like Metroid yeah, no. Prime Remastered it's not come the out, Switch's fault. and it looks great. Heck, we can even look at Pokemon and say, like, new Pokemon Snap. That game looked amazing, played amazing, mm-hmm. and there's just no excuse. It's a Game Freak problem. Yeah, and it Caleb just, is saying that. Caleb, Caleb's yeah. taking the right stance. Yeah, it's a Game Freak problem. It's not a Switch problem. It's a Game Freak problem. They, they try to get too many games out. They try to... Put, the next mainline Pokemon game shouldn't have come so close to Sword mm-hmm. and Shield. They should have taken another year or two and made it look at least halfway decent. I'm not yeah. saying it has to look amazing, but it was so what a bad what a bad presentation of a game. Well, before we move on, let's talk about something a little more positive. Yeah. Y'all know we got a Discord, and uh, it's pretty cool. We got a collection. Uh, a small but growing collection of some really cool people, mm-hmm. and you could join this uh, collective by clicking the link in the description of this video. Yep. More and more people have been joining our Discord server, and it's just been—it makes me so happy every time I see someone joins it. Me too. Um, it, it's a great place to directly interact with us, and also sometimes just it's a good place to keep track of what's going on or what. Sometimes we just chat games. It's just mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, you get notifications when we go live on Twitch. Uh, Smash stream has been popping lately, so if you want to play Smash, go join the Discord. You'll figure out when we're streaming it, and you know, come try to kick our butts. You won't have much problem if you're if you're against me. You won't have a problem kicking my butt. <laughs> Daniel's not going to say anything, but it's true. Anyway, moving on to a new comment from Sonoma forty five twenty five. I personally wait till I see a playthrough on YouTube first. See, mm. this was an interesting one that to is. me because I'm like. Because I, I don't do that. I avoid gameplay on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I might watch, I might look up what gameplay looks like, but I ain't going to watch like a playthrough just mm-hmm. because I'm so spoiler sensitive. Right. If it's like a review and they're like, okay, we're only showing gameplay for the first like little bit of the game because we don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But like watching a playthrough of the game. Uh, no, because I want to experience that myself. Mm-hmm, me too. Not that like, but I get that like some people really like to do that. We have a friend, Nick, who does that. He yeah. watches gameplay. He, he like watches playthroughs on YouTube. He like really enjoys that. Mm-hmm. And if he likes the way the game looks and seems like it's a game that he wants to play after watching a playthrough, he'll get it and play it. Um, so I get that it appeals to some people. It just doesn't personally appeal to me. No, me neither. But you do you. If that's what makes you happy. I mean, like 
I'm glad. There's obviously a lot of people who enjoy that because it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. You do you, boo boo. Yes. Okay. I just accidentally unzoomed on my stuff. Okay. Now, next we got Rougie, Ruggy, Ruggy. I don't know. You tell me. Set reviews. No way. Remember Deathloop being a masterpiece? Ha ha. <laughs> Look. Did, did Deathloop not age well? Okay. So Deathloop reviewed super, super, super well. Remember? Mm-hmm. And it I got, remember. And Deathloop, the year it came out, I think it was 2021, it got more nominations at the Game Awards than any other game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember? It was my prediction to win Game of the Year even though I hadn't played it. Yeah, I remember that. And it was based purely on how well it reviewed. Right. I, now, I eventually did play it. I played it uh, leading, maybe like... You a, played it before the Game Awards. I did play it before the Game Awards, but maybe like a week before the Game Awards. And you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. But as a person who liked the liked Deathloop, I think calling it a masterpiece is like a stretch. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good game, but it's not like a phenomenal like masterpiece. It's just not. It's good. I think it was really cool uh, as a, you know cool game to spend a weekend playing and then move on from it It, it's not going to make a huge impact it's going to be forgotten Mm -hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things probably sorry Deathloop. but that's interesting because reviews were like saying like this is the next this is a big game i remember all right got a comment from nick flig (laughs) nick flig nick flig i am sure many of the people who answered this aren't being honest with themselves only that many for brand loyalty compared to good reviews. Let's see how many of them pre-order the new Zelda game before a single review drops. Facts. Uh, yeah. And me, I'm going to be one of them. Me too. Because I trust. I mean, like I've mm-hmm. never played a Zelda game that I didn't like. Yeah, and I think that this comment just goes into what we were saying. Like, you can't just be one of these. No. Like, there's going to be times when you when your brand loyalty overshadows any review. You right. know? Mm-hmm. For sure. I think everybody's probably got a series or two. Oh yeah, like that. Uh huh. They like know that like if like say a new mainline Mario game comes out, I'm playing that puppy. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to need a review for me to try it because even if it's a bad game in a mainline Mario, I still want to experience that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it'd be like me and Smash. I mean. Oh yeah. Like you're you you've played every Smash game and you're not gonna if I will you never Smash not. Game, yeah exactly I will never not until I'm dead. I mean it, <laughs> now maybe eventually if like enough like just total crap bombs came out. Sure, yeah. I mean if they just started really crap in the bed and like yeah just and like four or five horror. of them in a row and you're like okay I'm done I'm yeah. just not even gonna try it anymore. Sure, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I just don't see that happening. No, no, no. And that's my, like because of my brain loyalty. And see that's the thing about <laughs> Zelda. It's like okay. Yeah, same thing. People have played Zelda games forever now, you know, yes. decades and since decades. Since the dawn of time. And every every single one of them has been high quality. At least in my opinion, there's been I haven't played a a, a mainline Zelda game that I thought was bad. Mm-hmm. I know people, you know, they don't love um gosh, what was the one that was re-released on Switch um Link's Awakening? No, no, no. The the 3D one that was on Wii. Um Oh, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword, yeah. That's like the least favorite. And I still liked it. Now, you did say mainline Zelda game. Is that side-scroller where you're Link beating up people? Is that a mainline game? Is that called Link's Adventure or something? About Zelda 2? Maybe. I think Zelda 2 is the side-scroller. Or No, is there one called The Adventure of Link, maybe? 
The Adventure of Zelda Link. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. So Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. This is not... That's the one that okay, they this skin. is the one. Yeah, that's the one they skin Zelda because they're like, we need a new Zelda game. So they just threw a Zelda skin on it. Called it a day. Is this the Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. 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 I've not played that one. Yeah, that one looks a little weird. That's <laughs> not a normal... That's not... Yeah. But that doesn't mean like... Anyway, that may be the one. <laughs> that may be the one. Maybe that's the one exception. You know what? They recovered. Uh, all right. We got a comment from Jan Luca. What's up, Jan? Thank you for commenting again. Jan Luca says, genre plus user reviews. Yeah, if you know what genre of game you like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then, and the reviews well. Buy it. Go for it. You know? If you know that you're like a big Metroidvania fan and the new Metroidvania comes out and it reviews well. Mm-hmm. Then you know you're going to be good to go. Definitely. I think genre is a thing that a lot of people don't think about. Yeah. When they think about games. Absolutely. I don't think about it because I, I really am a genre hopper. Mm-hmm. So I don't, really, I don't really care much about what genre the game is. I definitely think about it. I think I think some people do more than others. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely think about it. All right. Hit us with Codman. Oh, Codman. He's a big fan of the North Atlantic Cod. Just his favorite thing. Mm, tasty fish. Yes. <laughs> Delicious. Considering my all-time favorite game has a 68 score on Metacritic, I don't really look at reviews. And that, Which leads me to the question, what is this game? I had the exact same question and I found out. What is it? It was Near Gestalt. Oh. Which is, so, you know about the Near stuff. We've, we've mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, the original Near game had two versions, Near, uh, Near Replicant and Near Gestalt. Uh, Near Replicant was in Japan only. Mm. Um Near Gestalt got came to the U.S., but in the U.S. it was just called Near. Okay, um, but they had different uh, ages of protagonists. In the in Replicant, it was young, and Gestalt, the protagonist, was old. Oh, so that was and there was some other. And I guess Replicant kind of had more staying power because it's the one that got remade. So when they remade the game, they remade Replicant. Yeah, mm-hmm. they remade Replicant, and uh, that's what I've played. I've only played the the remake of Replicant, but I really like that game. So I understand why. It's your favorite game of all time. I think that it, for some people, I think that it definitely could be. It's such a unique way to tell stories, and it really is quite uh, deep. The story is very, very deep, and it is kind of like existential, and it's just really cool. So, nice. um, but I could see like it not reviewing well by for those same reasons. You know, yeah. no, that's for not sure. for everybody. For sure. Well, we already talked a little bit about the Twitch, but we're going to talk to you about it again. Yeah, guys. Come hang out with us on Twitch. We stream Smash Brothers on Tuesdays, something on Thursdays. <laughs> We're not quite sure what it's going to be. It might end up being Sea of Thieves again. Uh, and uh, right now, Rocket League on Sundays. Uh, but I'm telling you what, I want to highlight that Smash stream because it has been popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did a, a Smash stream last Thursday. Randy was sick. Nobody else could be in with me. So I just decided, well, I'm going to stream the game I want to play. So I streamed Smash. And uh, I ended up streaming for four hours, which is something I never do. And uh, it was great. We had a great chat. Uh, Guy was there. Um, a number of folks were there. I'm sorry if I'm leaving anybody out. But it, it was great. It was great fun. Um, anyway, you can find us at uh, twitch.tv slash gamegig. Yeah, that's game and gig, all words. Yeah, yeah, all words. Check us out. And there's a link in the video for our Twitch stream or to get to our Twitch channel. So 
Next, we have a comment from Ray Chi. Thank you for commenting again, saying, I'm surprised brand loyalty is so low. I know people who expand their exclusive collection, but rarely or never play them. Seriously, many Nintendo fans who praised Octopath Traveler 1 didn't buy 2 because it wasn't exclusive anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how true that is, but um, I know that, like, I heard a lot more about Octopath Traveler 1 when it was exclusive to Switch than mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler 2, which is multi-plat. Huh. Weird. Yeah, Octopath. And, and, you know, Octopath was also the first, like, HD 2D thing that Square had done. So it had a lot going for it. I think the uniqueness of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely now they've done a number of those, and it's not as unique anymore. Yeah. And also back then when Octopath Traveler 1 came out, I don't think there was a whole lot of those, uh, that type of game, you know, that JRPG thing going on i don't think there was as many of those on switch or just out in general and i think that those have kind of had a resurgence definitely um so that's probably there's probably a lot of reasons but you are right in that it seems to be often with nintendo fans but i'm sure there are people who do it with sony like you know sony and microsoft and xbox and stuff they will buy pretty much anything that they publish yeah for Uh, sure but it definitely seems like nintendo is the biggest offender and I count myself as one of those people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm definitely the most attracted to their stuff. But Oh, yeah, you're the most attracted to their stuff. Listen, there's a lot of uses of the word attractive. It doesn't have to have such a connotation, but okay. We but, got a comment. But, but in this case, it does. <laughs> but in this case, 100% it does. I mean, we've already talked about how much I loved the way the dread suit looked. I mean... Dead. No one, No one even commented and put... The picture of the dread suit. I don't remember what episode that was. <laughs> yeah, the way it, I was trying to say the dread suit looks awesome, but what it came out was that dread suit is really good looking. <laughs> <laughs> it made it made you seem like you thought the dread suit was was schmexy, you know. Maybe I did. <laughs> anyway, we got a comment from Gamer Geek twenty four seventy. This is so, a controversial one. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that before you even start reading it. Okay. Okay. No, you can read it. I didn't need you to be. Okay. I didn't need you to be worried about it. You can okay. read it. Well, now I'm worried, but I'm going to read it. I don't go based with reviews. I go based on my own opinion, which doesn't stop me from still trying it. If people go based on reviews, then you are a clown. <laughs> so the last. <laughs> it's like. Did I interpret this right? Is that what he's doing there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think you know, it's like the surfer dude thing. Yeah, you know, hang loose, bro. Yeah, yeah. But then look, I I, I get. You're saying, let's just not call people clowns, even though Daniel's a clown. But he chooses to be a clown. I didn't deserve that. I didn't do He's a clown by his own choosing. I like to think of myself as um, a charismatic gentleman, not a clown. But anyway, yeah, don't call people clowns, Randy. Um, (laughs) But I do agree. Like, if you just go off reviews, you, you could be disappointed sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, but reviews exist for a reason. Like, I don't mm-hmm. go exclusively off reviews, but it really helps if I'm interested in a game and then I see it reviews well. That really increases my, like, you mm-hmm. know, my interest in the game. Or it makes me feel more confident about buying it. Because I know, okay, other people like the game too, so it's not, you know. Like, I've definitely seen games that I thought looked interesting, and then I've read reviews and they've been poor, and then I'm like, uh, should I play it? I'm, I'm not really sure. I might, it might be for me. It just may not be for the reviewers. Right. It's kind of tough to say, but I think reviews are important in a way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also really liked the uh, the It movies. 
And I they did reviewed like well, if I remember correctly. I did like that. And you know what? They were about a clown. Okay. <laughs> I did like that movie. So I didn't know why you why you brought those up. I don't know. Uh, you just called me a clown, and then I started thinking about clowns. And I, I need to watch part two. Yeah, part two, I really want to watch it. But then I, when we're talking about game reviews, I am biased. I do game reviews on the internet. Yeah. So I like game reviews. That's what I do. I like game reviews, too. Um, I just watch, you know, I don't watch everybody, but I do watch certain people, and I do like game reviews. Do you care about, like, Metacritic scores? Not really. Um, I, occasionally I'll check if I want like if I know a game's out and I'm like I'm wondering how that game's doing and I want to check real fast I'll re- I'll look at something like that mm-hmm. but I don't always look at them like honestly hardly ever unless I'm trying to get a real quick snapshot like if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like I wonder how this game's doing I'll, I'll look at a Metacritic score that's it I don't always check Metacritic because I feel like Metacritic doesn't really tell me how much I'm going to enjoy it mm-hmm. but if it's a game that I'm really on the fence about already, going to check Metacritic is something that I definitely do. Yeah. Also, if I, if I like assume a game is gonna be like uh, do really well, I go on the Metacritic just to confirm my suspicions that like, yep, okay. Like I did that with uh, with Resident Evil Four, this new remake. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, this game's gonna do really well, and I went and checked, and it has like mid nineties on Metacritic. I'm like, yep, okay, nice. I expected that, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, hit we us got, with this last got, comment. Yeah, we got D1 Yuzhenj of Grandeur. <laughs> I, I, I really struggle and love saying Yuzhenj. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> D1 Yuzhenj. I know that's not what it is, but it still cracks me up. <laughs> For me, it's simply interest. It also needs to not be $70. It's an automatic wait for sale for me. So, yeah, I think you've commented this a number of times saying that you just don't buy $70 games. Yeah. And I get it, but, like, I also like think about like if I had that stance as being like okay I'm not gonna buy a seventy dollar game that's great for my wallet but like I I have too much FOMO for that yeah and if you say like you're not gonna buy seventy dollar games you're not gonna buy new games anymore it's just like it's just mm-hmm. not gonna happen anymore yeah and you're gonna miss out on day one Tears of the Kingdom and that makes me sad right so that's like, like the one time it matter like I was like when does this really matter to me because I don't always buy day one games either but I was like it matters that, that on that one yeah that's one of the ones like it, so I don't know it's like uh, eventually I mean like I'm sure maybe one day you'll be like you know okay I gotta buy this one $70 game because I'm mm-hmm. so hyped about it because I wouldn't have I wouldn't be able to control my hype there's no. no way I'm gonna be like not hyped for Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be like, well, it's seventy bucks. I'm gonna, and then it's also never gonna go on sale. No, because it's Nintendo, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. That's kind of a, it's kind of a tough, uh, a tough line to draw in the sand. That one right there, saying you'll never buy a seventy dollar game. Yeah, like if Sakurai comes out, I his, appreciate it. Yeah, and I respect mean, I, you for I, doing it. It's respectable. Yeah, like you know, if Sakurai comes out of his self-imposed retirement and says. We're beginning development on Super Smash Brothers, incredibly ultimate. Yeah, <laughs> incredibly. <laughs> but it's going to be seventy dollars. There's nothing I could do to not give, not write him a check. Right. You I just, mean, immediately. Uh huh. Just get out your check. I would just, I just Venmo him. You know. Yeah. Because we're bros. You definitely are, are bros with Sakurai on uh, on Venmo. Your your Venmo friends. Yeah, we're Venmo friends. Uh, but we have our transactions set to private, so like you'd never know it, you'd never see it. But yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Venmo friends, I am personal Venmo friends <laughs> with everyone who has ever been a part of the Three for Dale Club. Oh yeah. Yeah. I send. Are you paying them or are they paying you? <laughs> We're just friends. 
Okay. We don't really send each other money. I send soccer on money. You do. Just every once in a while. Just to remind him you exist. No, because I'm I'm supporting his lifestyle. Oh, you 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 help him retire. Well, he's not working anymore. Yeah, he's not working. So <laughs> you got to keep him. No, I'm just kidding about being Venmo friends. I'm I'm not Venmo friends with anybody. At least I know of. I, I don't think I am either. Yeah. You don't have to be friends to pay each other. Right. So, um, but let's talk about three for Dale Club. Look, if you hung out with us through this entire podcast and you you know you like you like what we do, obviously, mm-hmm. and we know it wasn't easy. We we know it wasn't easy. Because hanging out with Daniel is impossible. He's such a clown. And uh, But if you made it all this way, look, we want to show you our appreciation by shouting you out at the end of the next podcast. And Daniel's, I know he's sad, but he really will be excited at the end of the next podcast to shout, shout you out. I'm excited right now to shout you out. And the way we do and that. for Randy to get out of my house. <laughs> the way we do this is our th- through our Three for Dale Club. So if you made it to the end of the podcast, let us know by leaving a comment. And then somewhere in the comment, just put Three for Dale. If you do that, it lets us know that you made it to the end. And we'll shout you out at the end of the next podcast. Straight up. And this week, I'm telling you what, it's a real homie. A real G. Guy. It's Guy. Guy it's Guy. It. Look, last week we had so many people be a part of Three for Dale Club. But look, we're not going to talk about last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. We don't, you don't talk P60. We don't talk P60. We don't talk about what happened. We don't talk about it. We just don't, okay? I don't even remember it. So I understand that there's only one member of the Three for Dale Club this week. I get it. I wouldn't have been part of the Three for Dale Club if yeah. I you know, if well, I had, you, had to suffer through P60. You know, God, God's been a, um, a real bro this week. You know, he even came and played Smash with us. He re-downloaded Smash during the stream and then played Smash with us, with me. That's impressive. That's impressive. And yeah. then and joined, joined the Discord yeah. server. And you know what? I didn't even know it was the same guy when I was streaming on Twitch. The guy from the podcast. Because on guy. here, I just see guy. And on Twitch, I saw I saw your actual na- name, Guy and Tom. Your actual Christian name, Guy and Tom. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But yeah, um, so I didn't even know it was you, but I'm glad it was. Thank you, Guy. Thank you so much. And thank you if you end up being part of the you know Three for Dale Club next time. Mm-hmm. We'd love to shout you out, whoever you are out there. But thank you so much for enjoying the podcast. And until next time, guys, I'm Randy. Which makes me Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.